Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the Water Boy. It's good to be with you on Sunday night. Sunday special. Oh, right? Yeah? Make sure you join the club. Join us at our live <laughs> events and subscribe to our magazine. Mm. We got some great interviews coming up. Arthur <laughs> Kwan Lee. Yes. Yeah. The dude was a 2020 artist of the year in New York City. He he brought COVID on. I'm I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's canceled. racist. And That's then racist. Brian Sauve. 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 Is that right? Sauve. Savior. Savior in French. I'm I'm Is really it? sorry, Brian. The dude blew up on Did Twitter. Did I say it right? I think so. Thank you. The dude blew up on Twitter this week. You got to check out that third segment interview. This past week, our midweek fix. Yeah. If you didn't catch it, we interviewed Colonel Hall. Well, some of us did. Who has served our country. <laughs> Covenantally. Yeah. Who's served our country for 23 years and has numerous accolades from his service. Too much to list here. And YouTube deleted our show with him in less than 24 hours. 23-year mm. Colonel. Who defends our country so YouTube can exist in a free country? Twenty-three-year colonel who literally signed up to die for you know YouTube's freedom to exist. What big tech is creating is a dangerous, divisive country moving forward. Yeah. They're they're the ones doing this. They're dishonoring and dishonoring this, our military. This man, they're dishonoring him. It's horrible that they banned President Trump, but now you're going after our military. Yeah. What YouTube and big tech are doing is waging digital war. And make no mistake that after they go after, you know, cross politic, Babylon B, President Trump, they will eventually come after you. And once they've eliminated all the proactive threats like us, and mind you, without any real debate or substantive conversations, they aren't trying to have a conversation here, then they will build big tech fences, you know, digital concentration camps, let's just call it that, Whoa. to oh. keep the rest of you in line. Wow. That's what's right. going to happen. I mean, I'm, but they are like, they're all going on to Joe Rogan's show to have conversations, right? <laughs> no, the big tech won't, they won't debate this. They right? won't have conversations. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, uh, their conversation is like this. Shut up. That's yeah. right. That's right. And, and if you, you follow, can talk, shut up. You, you, you can <laughs> shut up. Well, you let's talk. have a conversation. Shut up. So the trucker convoy yeah. raised $9 million on uh, what, what's the platform? GoFundMe? Uh, GoFundMe. Go, or GoSend. And it, or no, GoFundMe first. Okay. They raised $9 million in Canadian dollars, so which is probably like $2 million in American dollars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he loves you guys. I love you guys. Oh, I'm just, it it's it's just, you know. He doesn't act like it, but he loves you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Not really. Um, and then uh, GoFundMe canceled that right. campaign. Right, that campaign. And then they're just, they said, if, if you don't log back in to reclaim your donation we're just going to take your donation and donate it to one of our oh no they did yes they did yes they did and then they backtrack on that because they got so much smoke on it and actually that's probably some sort of fcc right they're probably breaking a law doing of that of course you can't taking your money and donating money. That's, something that's you, breaking you know. a contract yeah <laughs> and <laughs> what then is that? and then so give send go the christian platform stepped up right and they collected yeah. millions of dollars on give send go yeah well um the Judge the the I don't know if it's their Supreme Court in um, uh, Ontario. It's in Ontario, okay, um, or one of the lower magistrates. I don't, I'm not quite sure what judge did, but he banned Gibson Go, whatever they call it in Canada. He, he basically told Gibson Go, you cannot give the truckers that money. Really? Yes, ju that just happened on Friday. Right. And he did say why? And well, because Pu the, public health. Because um, public health. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> because uh, Prime Minister Ford. Is it Prime Minister? Oh, he's Premier. Uh, Premier, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's Canada again, you know, $2 million, <laughs> $9 million. Um, uh, he said, declared a state of emergency. See? Have we heard this before? Right. We've heard this play before? Yeah. Re remember when they tore down a statue for public health? Yeah. yeah. Was it Stonewall Jackson? Yeah. Yep. In like Virginia or something yeah. like that mm -hmm. because of public health? Richmond. Richmond. is Richmond. I mean. And we, so now these truckers, right. because they're protesting, yeah. they're a public health threat. Right. Well, and, and It's the, a state of emergency. We can't give you your money. Yep. And, and yeah, I was telling you guys this earlier. One of the things that's been the most important part of why the truckers have success, it's not that they just have vehicles. It's not that they have other people's loads and they carry and move food. It's the same reason that we're having problems with YouTube because of the form of communication. Yeah. Their form of communication isn't as easy to shut down. Right. Yeah. Smoke signals. They Yeah. <laughs> CB, their CB, CB form of communication. How do you no. how do you stop? You that? are absolutely right. Their yeah. movement on that has been legit, and they've right. been able to plan and communicate. Right. And if you shut down communication, then you shut right. down the war. But they can't yeah. shut because down CB the communication. Radio right. communication. Also, it, how do you? You know what? Up you know what our CB is? Our app. 
That that's is. Right. That's, yeah. that's exactly and right. We, and we're you got to download on, our app. That's well, our CB. And you know what? It's not just the app because the app has tentacles to it, but the magazine ultimately is our best form of CB. That's true. <laughs> that's right. Our best form yeah. of CB in yeah. uh, the, the underground selling it out your trunk setup is really our magazine. Because when the United States Postal Service cancels us, <laughs> we're going to be sending those magazines by courier bird. <laughs> 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 we're training Falcons right now yeah. because one of our guys we've scholarship to NSA, he's a Falcon. Falcon Whisperer. And we, we got can you. make it Yeah, work. we, we got, got you. you. I'm serious. We got you. Yeah. If you haven't heard yet, the government has a new $30 million harm reduction strategy to minimize. Thank God. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, they're saving <laughs> yes. us here. Yeah. But listen, they're, min they're minimizing negative consequences of AIDS in pedophilia. What? In order to save children from getting AIDS, the plan is to provide safe sex kits and rooms where pedophiles oh, can go no, to. No, what? no. No, Snopes got to fact check this. No, there's, no, they're not doing that. There's no program like that. No, they're not. Well, I mean, there, there is a thirty million dollar program. There is okay, but so then there's no uh, reduction harm reduction program with no, the thirty million dollars for drugs, not for pedophiles yet. Oh, Ooh. okay. So the harm reduction <laughs> grant. <laughs> Program allows you got to get your story. You got you got to get your story. I see what you did there. I'm just saying. I see what you did there. This harm reduction grant allows reimbursement to local governments that provide smoking kits for users of crack cocaine. Right now, there's existing smoking kit programs already in other cities, all including crack pipes. <laughs> They actually have them in there. Have you heard the song Crack Pipe Biden? I did. I just heard it. We really? There's that. a song? There oh, yeah. is a song. Oh, oh. If we have a video, it's, we should play during the break. It's now out of date. <laughs> yes. According it is. to Snopes. Well, and the HHS spokesman initially confirmed to the Free Beacon that the kits provided through the grant program, if you want to call it that, were designed to smoke crack, cocaine, crystal, <laughs> methamphetamines, as well as. <laughs> Other illicit substances. I can't believe I just read I, that. I did this story on my Friday news yeah. brief, and I could not hold it together. Well, and here, here's, well, <laughs> wait until this All happens. Right. I'm, I'm so hold it together. After the publication of the report on the funding, the HHS backtracked it in, on Tuesdays in a statement that labeled the story blatant misinformation. But don't you worry for a minute. Press Secretary Jen Psaki is helping clarify the whole situation. You mean clarify. HHS uh, just put out a statement clarifying. Um, around some reports uh, that crack pipes are not would be part of the safe smoking kits that are funded by the administration. Um, but can you clarify for us, were they never a part of the kit or were they removed in response to this reporting and this pushback? The they were never a part of the kit. It was inaccurate reporting and we wanted to put out information to make that clear. That's a lie. <laughs> it is a lie. It's absolutely a lie. And not only is it a lie, though, Pastor, but it's extremely disappointing. And here's why it's disappointing. Because if they really want to reduce harm, according to their worldview, and people are getting getting sick and dying because of the burnt lips and catching other diseases, then why not put the crack pipe in there? Right. Like, so then they don't believe their own perspective and worldview because they're right. already creating the rooms in New York. You can go and get shot up already. Right. So they already are. They yeah. know what these they know what they're doing. Yeah. They need to develop but, some sort of mask that you put the crack pipe, you know, like COVID mask. Yeah, that, you know, but that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand why they're not leaning all the way into this. If this is what they right. think helping is. Right. And it's so disappointing. It's like, you know, not only do they need the crack pipes, not only do they need these rooms, but I think they need an extra. I don't know. Let's say, what do you what do you, what do you think? Fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a month extra easy, easy. to go to like well, cocaine's expensive crack's expensive you know and yeah, these right. guys can help the help the community by you know inflation's crazy right now what if they yeah. went and spent that twenty thousand dollars at a casino yeah. all the jobs that they could make from these crackheads and so i i just think that they need to lean all the way into this you know this was all started by an executive order by biden and the executive order is a um, is labeled has the name in the title uh, in reduction uh, um, addressing racial equity yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. you can't get so these are grants, particularly to yeah. communities that have right. racial inequities. And when Snopes initially fact checked this because they did, they did they initially said that the problem with it was that there was no um, uh, that, that it, it got it was mostly false. They said mostly false oh. initially, and what they called mostly false was that um, the primary goal of the crack pipes was not uh, for racial equity. It was a secondary reason. Oh, 
That's why it was mostly false. And then finally, when nobody was buying that, so they so initially Snopes did not deny the allegation of the smoking kits uh, of the smoking kits at, at all. Uh, or even specifically of the crack pipes. Yep. Yeah, because that's right. Saki's going to go on and say, oh, yeah, there were smoking kits, but it just had, like, you know, lip balm in it or something. Yeah, well, alcohol, alcohol swab so you can rub your hands and shoot yourself. The, thing, the, the <laughs> last thing I want to say on this is you got to think about this. Does your government know what harm is and reduction is? And no, they don't. <laughs> no. They have no. no idea what harm is. That's Look, because the civil government's job is not. To do that, that yeah. they, they are they are trained to make sure that they punish bad guys. That's yes. what they do. They do yes. that very well. That's right. And right now, when they start taking that kind of training, right. applying to everything else, that yeah. everybody's no. going to get the same treatment I mean, as a bad guy. I mean, guy. to be completely clear, the government's job, the the job that Jesus Christ, Lord of Heaven and Earth, has yeah. given to civil government, is actually to inflict harm. That's what. That's exactly right. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. not. They're not. Their job is not yeah. to prevent harm. That's right. Now it needs to be guarded, yes. and it has to flow through the strict confines of biblical justice yes. oh, right. um you know as defined by scripture yes but their job's not to actually reduce harm that's right and when that's they right. try people get hurt lives get destroyed that's yeah. right did yeah. you say i see the meme going around with uh, i think it was uh, rapper drake he was going like no ivermectin yes crack pipes <laughs> yeah well you know you know what you know why that meme works is because the truth is is the government has been our drug dealer for a long time that's right that's and, right. So and, and they can say sense. no to ivermectin and it only makes sense yeah. that if they can control right. all that why not give everybody right. crack pipes too hey um you know which olympic winter sport is finally shedding its gendered classist and racist roots so oppressive women's ice skating so oppressive and did you notice how non-gendered, non-classist, and non-racist that was? No. <laughs> I said women's ice skating. That's you gendered. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm, Dude. I'm, I'm not following you here, this man. This is like woker. Dude. This is Dude. woker than woke. <laughs> okay. okay. Ever since 1924, when women have been allowed in figure skating, men have competed under categories for men, men but women could only compete under ladies. Not women? No. No. Can wow. you believe it? Can you believe it? I, I'm, I'm almost having a hard time even following the distinction here. <laughs> <laughs> this year, 2022, enlightenment has come to the world. Okay. And specifically Winter Olympics in Beijing. It's the first to let Communist women. Communist Beijing. Yeah. It's the first time women have been allowed to compete as women, not ladies, but still in their underwear. Unbelievable. Beth Moore, they're good. They're good. <laughs> Why? Why? To make a more accepting culture for LGBTQ skaters. But we don't know why they don't want to make it more inclusive for the plus signs. Yeah. They didn't even mention that. The that, plus signs are always like, they're always. They're, they're, oh, yeah. That's so this is, this is, yeah. yeah. Mm. They're waiting on the crack pipes. Ice dancer Caitlin Weaver, a two time Olympian and three time world medalist, said the terminology further emphasized the gender nature of the sport, that difference between ladies and women. Okay. Women were celebrated for being graceful, polite, demure, and in their undies. And all the qualities <laughs> of a lady, instead of being athletic. The term ladies, she goes on to say, takes away our power, oh. our athleticism, our sexuality. Except they're still in yeah, there. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, um, we should ask Brian about this. Um, <laughs> even in the English language, there are instances where ladies feels right versus where women feels right. It's called grammar. <laughs> I don't know what that... Yeah. Anyways, when we talk about any type of athletic feat or strength or power, we should use the word women. Now, the U.S. Figure Skating um, <laughs> Association has still not made this change. <laughs> They're, they still use the term ladies, Wait, or at least yeah, have it titled they, ladies. Yeah, they're considering a change, but they haven't yet. They haven't changed it yet. So, so Adele went to this awards show to accept an award, and it was a specifically was like a gender neutral music award show. And at, at the show, when she accepted the award, she said, "I'm so proud to be a woman." Yeah, and a she gender got neutral show. She got lit up. Yeah, over this. You, but you remember the whole feminist movement? That was their mantra. We are proud to be women. Right. Well, so what is the it old is, classical but, feminist movement? But, 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 but what is she hitting though? But is they she, weren't. Is, is she hitting yeah. the fact that she's making a distinction between a man? 
Yeah. So is she 100%. hitting? So is she hitting? So that used to be okay to do, right? Yeah. According to feminists, right? According yeah. to classical feminists, feminists. Yeah. But, yeah. but because you have men trying to be women now, the distinction she's making is that I'm a woman, and then if you try to be like me, you can't be, and that's what's drawing the line. That's what's yeah. making everybody upset. I, I think no, I don't. I don't know. If I don't, it's that deep. I don't think it's that deep either. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense <laughs> you know, of this. Here, here's what it is. I'm going to give a little preview for um uh, for our listeners, but as you know, as that that august theological authority Beth Moore. Once mm. said, mm-hmm. it's about power. Sure, yeah. sure. Th- th- this That's is right. this is the equivalent of okay. That's what right. this is is this is a this is a, a, a three year old in the toy aisle laying down on the floor kicking and screaming. Yes, somebody need to spank him. Okay. Yeah. I got a belt. No, but but so what? What you do in that situation is never under any circumstances negotiate. Oh no, with that kid. I wish you would. I'll give you a small truck. <laughs> I'll give you a little truck. If you get up right now, I'll get some candy at the at the. Yep. You do not. Yep. What they're doing is they're grabbing power. Yeah. Mm. Don't. Do you want to go to war? Because right. we could go to war. And that's what happened I'm to Joe real. Rogan. I'm for yeah. real. Was they finally got Joe Rogan to apologize yeah. after that, they're kicking yeah. on the yeah. floor in it's, Walmart and long enough? And, and it, it, the the problem fundamentally is it's not about biblical standards. Yeah, right? no, of and, course not. And, and right now, what they're doing this is just the first move. The distinction between ladies and women is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah it and is. it seems like nothing. It seems like no, it can sneak. But what in. they're doing is they're grabbing the dictionary. That's right. And, was, and all they're doing is they're just trying to carve out a little room yeah. where they're in charge of the dictionary. Yeah. Power. Yeah. Well, and, and, right. and then, but you give them lady. Yeah. And you know what? If they're coming for women next. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Co- and and then, they already have at some level. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the U.S. Figure Skating Association yeah. is still. But this you know. is the same battle that we find over power. And you got to remember what power looks like. The power that w- what it looks like. It doesn't matter um, if the term. So they fight for this term, and we say we want this one. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. They move the pendulum all the way right. closer towards them, and it doesn't matter so long as both sides are fighting. Right. Like this is the part of critical theory that you have to understand. Critical sex theory. Yeah. This, this has a little bit of critical sex theory and critical queer theory. In it. Yep. The whole idea is just to critique something to the point that people are just fighting about it, yep. right? And until yep. the, until they're like, well, you uh, can't uh, understand anything in here. And then the government comes in and, and says, that's "We right. will save you." And that's and they we open the door you. for that power. You know, the last thing I want to say about this is that Christians have actually been complicit in this for a long time. Yeah, they they've done this with their toddlers in the grocery stores, not disciplining them. Too many Christians are doing that. But I'm talking about even with this um, female sports in general and athletics. Yeah. Um, I mean, how many um, how many families have destroyed their little girls' lives yeah. through dreams of Olympic gold? Yeah. Mm. You will do this. You will get training every morning at 5 a.m. Yeah. Mm. You will not have friends. You will have your fertility destroyed. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. I mean, there, right. there's there's been a, a problem here for a long time where Christians have not been thoughtful. And I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I have no problem with female sports yeah. or athletics, yeah. but it has to be underneath the lordship of Jesus Christ, right. which means we begin by accepting what God has given to us in in the female body and right, in the yeah. gifts and the glories of that. Right. And at the top of that list would be things like motherhood, yeah, and 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 not and not treating them and running them in such a way that you're destroying their potential to have that motherhood. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're That's right. stressing their bodies, their yeah. souls, their minds. Yeah. Well, you want a disciple with the grain. With, with oh, the oh, grain, which means yeah. that as we do female women's sports and athletics, it has to always have a distinctive feminine That's right. flair. That's and, right. that, and not competing with men. Because of what it's pointing to, which is what is she and what is she for? That's right. And right. so what the sport is supposed to do is to be an asset to groom her to be a woman, right. to be a mother, Disciple. to be a nurturer. That's right. what exactly what it's supposed to do. It should be just part like, of their discipleship. Just like just sports supposed to groom boys to be warriors That's and to right. be men, to be responsible and to run, to manage things. Right. You know, the same way. So if it's if the sport or whatever you're doing with your child isn't Leading to that, then you're doing it wrong because you forgot the metaphysical reality of your child. Yeah, and and and, and uh, lastly, I just want to point out. But we're, again, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a uh, um, basic Christian modesty. I was <laughs> I'm sort of poking at this, and, and as I was introducing the story, but like, yeah. I mean, it's pretty in, insane that you have piles and piles of very modest Christian women mm. out there who have no problem flipping on half naked women because they're on ice skates. Yes. What, why is that okay? Yeah. You know, it, just because you're within 50 yards of, of water, and apparently I need to add ice, frozen yeah. water, yeah. Yeah. doesn't mean you can walk around in your undies. That's, That's right. right. It's, it's like, yeah. the, and you know, we need to add that. Pastor Brian, to your list of you, things. You can tweet that out. Gonna, <laughs> maybe he'll get you a couple and million. Also, not when you're ice skating. We don't want to. We don't want to see your bra and panties. Okay. Uh, amen. Hey, I also want to tell you about Idaho Family Policy Center. 
And specifically, their spring banquet coming up on March 10th. That's in just a few weeks at Stillwater Hollow in Nampa, Idaho. That's in southern Idaho, featuring Uncle Gary DeMar. Is he going to be in town? As the keynote In Idaho. We're going to have to get him in the hint studio. Idaho. Well, it's like five. In Boise. Down south. Anyways, Gary served as president of American Vision for nearly four decades. His monumental work, God in Government, Mm. has been the quintessential textbook on government for Christian private and homeschooling students. We have it. I I took it back to my office. That's it's not there. Blaine Kanzati, president of Idaho Family Policy Center, um, is leading the effort to defund Planned Parenthood in Idaho, end abortion in Idaho, and protect children from the transgender insanity. Amen. Right now, you can partner with Idaho Family Policy Center by sponsoring and hosting a table for eight at this spring banquet with Gary DeMar. You can do this for $600, invite seven guests to join you for the evening, hear a great talk, and meet a bunch of other like-minded Idahoans. Your prayers and support are the backbone of this work. By sponsoring a table or just making a tax-deductible gift in your absence supports it. If you would like to reserve a table or have any questions about this event, please contact Kelly Cope at 208-871-2904 or by email Kelly May Cope. That's K-E-L-L-Y-M-A-E Cope, C-O-P-E at gmail.com or go to www.idahofamily.org to learn more and make a donation. Mm. All in our show notes. All in our show notes. All right, coming up next, artist, author, Quan Lee. Artist, author, Arthur. I said author. <laughs> I said Arthur. Author. Arthur. I said it. Kind of say it. It's, it's my country swing. Arthur. 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 Quan Lee. Next on Cross Politics. You want to miss him? Talk about cancel culture, and he's <laughs> fighting back. More Cross Politics with Arthur Quan Lee. I said it. It's so. It's, it's, yeah, that's right. It sounds different. It's all right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Laugh Feast Network. Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. They provide a classical Christ-centered curriculum, local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit their website at classicalconversations.com. That's Classical Christian, Get Connected, Get Community, www.classicalconversations.com. I think... Can they do FLF on that one, or is that not an FLF? No, but just, yeah, I don't know if they can, but, but just, just tell, tell them we them, sent you. Tell them we yeah, sent you. That's you, it. Heard, you heard about it on Cross Politics. Yes. With us now, we are grateful to have Mr. Arthur Wan Lee. Arthur Wan Lee is a Korean American fine artist who has exhibited in Tokyo, Milan, Berlin, Mexico City, New York. Not anymore. But he, he, he didn't come to Moscow, Idaho yet. Oh. But, but he is most notable for winning New York City's Artist of the Year. In 2020, by Lee, he started COVID. That's he was. That's what that, he was the first one yeah. in January. Oh man, in New York. Hey, stop it. Okay, it, one right. of the top oh, art collectors in the early Arthur um, in the city. Arthur Kwan's uh, also known for uh, selling out um, art b- uh, Basel. Basel, Miami. Miami. Yeah. In 2019, during the, Basel. during the Scope <laughs> Exhibitor uh, ex- exhibition with other world-renowned artists, until. He was blacklisted mm. for being a Trump supporter. I knew there was something wrong with him. <laughs> I knew it. Arthur, thank you for joining us on Cross Politics, just, man. Just leave it there. Hey, thank you, gentlemen, for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor. Um, so you got canceled for being a Trump supporter? Well, there's already rumblings in sort of the industry where, you know, they're, you know, basically the radical left owns all of these gatekeeping positions in the culture today. And, and you guys know this. And as people who run a podcast, right. You know, yeah. um, we have all the data guys, we have all these, uh, 
red pill, stoic, data-driven men. But then it, when it comes to the culture, you know, art gallery, Hollywood, academic, uh, big tech, I mean, that's all owned by the left. And they're smart to do that because that's where they get the influence. So basically, I was kind of in social camouflage. I wasn't showing my real face in this world. And uh, eventually, you know, White Hot Magazine, Art Verge, all these people are writing about me. And they're writing about my art. But then eventually, they're going to want to know about the artist. And naturally, my conservative predilections and my Christian foundation sort of showed. And, you know, it just shows that it's a to be a Christian and a patriot today, it's, it's not a part of the dominant narrative. It's not supported. And that's when I got castigated. That's so, when I lost all these relationships. So what was the timeline? You got like artist of the year in 2020 in New York city. And then yeah. when did they find out you were a Trump supporter? Cause obviously getting artist of the year award, they didn't, they, they, I don't know. I don't think they knew yet. Yeah. I, w- I was, I was like the uh, golden beta boy in the closet. <laughs> I, you know, just being quiet, you know, like, that's funny. Like, you, you know what I mean, man? Like, like, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, as long as I'm the token Asian, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah. You just say the right things and and repeat South Asian hate, and then uh, we'll get exhibitions. Oh, right! Wow. So, I, I mean that that's what it is. Like yeah. like they, they like they like people of color, whatever, as like their little pets, right? Uh-huh. They don't actually like us to be individuals and speak our minds and believe what's right in our heart. And um, you know, I was raised um, under a Christian household, man. So eventually, it's like I have other artists who feel the same way who've contacted me who have not. It's it's a it's like it's like it's a new gate. Like they haven't come out of the closet. We'll call wow. it right. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And, and I often tell them, I'm like, well, listen, um, I understand why you haven't because I was, you know, the first one at the door is the one who gets the brunt of the force. And yeah, I can't work with any of these people now. And, and it, it, it happened little by little, but eventually, um, a lot of them say, you know, man, you must have had gonads, but it's nothing like that. It's more like. My, my, my cup of BS, the, the tolerance was just so full. And at that point, it was just, I'm, I'm done with it. You know, I'm done with this woke social justice narrative. Um, you know, I'm a painter and I'm a student of art history. And the greatest masterpieces are always undergirded by religious subject matter. So it's not a coincidence that I'm attracted to more pedagogical things because that's the aesthetic that I'm drawn to. But yeah. the left, they all want relativity yeah. because they're social deconstructionists. Men can be women. Anything can be art. Right. All that, all that vague miasmic psychological framing, and that's what I'm not attracted to. But eventually, you know, push comes to shove, it's gonna all show, right? So yeah, man. So why haven't you moved to Idaho yet? Well, hold on, this is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this I'm is... traveling right now, guys. I'm traveling, brother. Because um, we, we need more off. Asians out here. All right. Oh man, I don't know if you want that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gotta ask. You said art, right? You know, Arthur's. Oh, it's fine. Um, I want to ask, with that being the case, with everything you just said, if it's true, the art that you're attracted to, it's not that you're just attracted to it, too. They love your art as well. They see your art. They think your art is beautiful. So they're attracted to it, too, by nature, not knowing the foundation of why your art is beautiful. So then what is it that, knowing that they see your art, they think your art is great, why is it that they are not attracted to the very thing that's the foundation of your art? And why is it that conservatives don't live in that space? That's a Pu- lot of questions. Pu- well, publicly, I think there's two. Those, that- are, those are great questions, brother. Thank those you. Are, See, I mean, those, those, are, those are significant questions, you know, because I'll tell you, I mean, I mean, there's so many guys like, like, you know, we're all analogous in our values here and we're fighting in, in different domains, you know, but we're all fighting for the good here. Yeah. And, and, it, and I will say one, it's because they're ideologues. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, they, they, they have successfully compartmentalized conservatives, pro-American artists and Christian artists as like Scott Lebedo or John McNaught. And like people who are like, like, like a conservative artist paints in red, white, and blue, bald eagles flying, the Statue of Liberty and, and presidential figures. Like they've Mm. done that successfully. Right. But the reason why they don't like me is because I'm kind of like a traitor to them because they gave me all these, they venerated me. And then they, they, you know, I got multiple solar shows all over the Lower East Side, especially. So here's this guy that they give me all these awards and all these acolytes. And then eventually I turn my own page and they don't like that. You see what I'm saying? So it's yeah, like, it would yeah. be one thing if I was kind of a stereotype, that image of, of painting um, in that kitschy way. But I think because I was successful in their world and I don't have their values, like they can't live with that. 
because they're hypocrites. Yeah. You, know, you know, Arthur, you recently tweeted this, and we're gonna we'll, we'll throw it up on the on the screen for audience to see. Um, things I'll miss in New York City: Central Park, the Met, the restaurants. Things I won't miss: living under the controlling matriarchy that uses violence with state power. Oh, <laughs> um, explain so, a bunch of ladies. So, so tell us about the matriarchy. Well, one reason I like, I mean, let me tell you like, about you three gentlemen, like you're bringing back that masculinity in Christianity. Mm. And, and I and I want to start with that context because, you know, everyone, I mean, we live in a feminized society today. And I, I look, I hate, like, it's, it's, it is what it is, right? Like everyone knows about the abusive father, right? The, the, the abusive tyrant. And we understand that the masculine side of power can be, can be, uh, you know, it can be damaging and, and, and may lack benevolence you all understand it but nobody talks about the toxicity of the feminine mm. and today we are living under a matriarchy and i can say that because th there's the, the there's the abusive tyrant but then there's also the overprotective mother that's also an archetype and we live under that with these mask mandates these this this requirement of vaccines like this is all um you know mom was watching over you right the and matriarchy. She's, doing it, she's, she's the man and, and she's doing it with her ideological clenches on your in your in your brain like this like it's it's um nobody wants to talk about it man but it's it's masculinity is going to be the necessary tool that can kind of um shed a light onto this man <laughs> so with that being the case with masculinity being the case and you acting the way that you are when they come after you and you act masculine it has to make the them ratchet up a little more because they expect you to bend the knee don't they of course they do man look i'm not look look i think they expect and i'm sure you get this too brother <laughs> they, they expect because i'm not I'm, I'm not a uh um a, what is it called cis hetero white man i've been called a white adjacent a couple times but yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're adjacent <laughs> to the white people we hate so we hate I you guess, I, I guess so man and, wow. and i'm just speaking at as an individual yeah you know yeah. which is right it's, it, but it, it's just so deafening but um look we've gone to the point where you can't even like like i like i tell people like i didn't even choose the right or or you know I, I didn't even like i'm an artist man I'm, I'm a romantic at my heart like i'm trying to make paintings and this is just my passion and this is what i love to do i don't need to bother anyone i tell people i was pushed to the right right mm. because it's almost mm. like I'm doing an exhibition, right? And I'm painting all these, uh, let's say I'm painting biblical stories. I did one show like this. And I had a curator who came in. She goes, okay, we have a writer coming in. And she wants to know how this helps the LGBTQ community. Hmm. And I go, I'm not trying to, like, that's not my focus. <laughs> like, like, you hear what I'm saying? This is my point. It's like. Heretic. Heretic. It's been, yeah. it's been, it's been triculating everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and eventually we need to say, hey. You know, masculinity is a force that determines objective standards and sets boundaries, oh. right? That's why I say that. That's oh. why I say, hey, this is the line here. We're not going to cross this, okay? I'm wow. painting biblical stories. I don't need to talk about rainbows and shit. Okay, one more tweet, because you were on fire apparently in January. Uh, quote, quote tweeting a guy named Will Spencer who wrote, someone please help me understand why all these people are still wearing masks. And you wrote simply the word homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> so help us understand, how is What's homosexuality the driving the continuation of the mask mandates? I, I mean, that's that's me being a little humorous. Uh, um, but, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, there's truth there. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah it's, it's it's along the same lines, you know, just, yeah. just you know, um, I mean, obviously I'm being comedic there, but um, I don't want the uh, Rainbow people to attack me. <laughs> too late. <laughs> I think, I think too, late. too late. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah it, it is too late, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you but know. yeah, you, you, you know, my, I mean, I, I, I say things loud and proud. Like, like people, like a couple people in the industry know I walked away from a lot of money. And that's just because you're going to have mm. to live under the shadow of being compromised. And so I have no, like, I'm always a friend about everything I believe. I am anti-vax, anti-mask all the way. And, you know, people can do whatever they want to do, but um, I'm pretty biblical in my life. So, so, <laughs> so Arthur, it seems like you were playing their game a little bit, you know, being an artist, um, you know, letting you, them use you a little bit as the token Asian artist in the room. 
And then, uh, you know, they found out that you were a Trump supporter. And then it seems like you were happy not to play that game anymore. Was there more going on with you in that? Um, you know, you did say that you were kind of tired of of uh, their LGBTness and their wokeness and all that stuff, but but you were still playing playing with it for a little bit. What happened there where you're just like, "This is it. I'm I'm a Christian. I'm I'm an art. I'm done." Oh, uh, it, it's it's just, and and every time the left gets a hand of any of these cultural pillars, they're normalizing decadence. That's, I think, what it is. And I became an artist because I want to uh, bring back reverence. We need reverence. Like, we're in such an irreverent time. And the whole point of art, just to be at a basic level, what is the point of art itself? The function of art is to placate things that you believe and want to stand up for and you're, that you want to fight for. It's kind of like you're, you're, you're distilling this, right? And if you look at it art historically, the gatekeepers of the art world were – wealthy patriarchs, military generals, generals, and, uh, you know, high-class Christians, essentially. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what it was. So it was very masculine. And now we've gotten to a point where even if men are interested in aesthetics, it's regarded as feminine, like all these things. And, and it's just because the left has ruined it. So I got into art because, honestly, it's because I just loved art history. I actually went to art school to study art history, but then I was winning all the painting awards because I actually had a love of painting. I didn't know how to monetize it, though, but um god willing it worked out but now but it basically got to this point it was like a tipping point it's just like you know they're just ruining what i love you know so i often tell people i'm like i became an artist like the reason why like my my becoming a defector from the radical left it was more of a i just feel like i'm just following the natural course of being an artist and what i mean by that is the the real function of a dissident artist is to stand up against collectivism Mm. right and, mm. and the dominant narrative today is white people are bad you have to hate america you, you pro vaccine it, it, it's it's all this um it, you know so so the most anti-authority thing today is being a conservative in a way yeah so it's flipped it's flipped so yeah. for me it's like i feel like i'm just being an artist i feel like the whole landscape in the art industry is just so toxic now that if i'm gonna just be a, a, a actual creative artist I need to stand up against the real dominant narrative, which is a radical left and postmodern thinking. Mm. Wow. Hey, Arthur, last question here, because I think you hit on a little bit when you were speaking earlier. You said that you left a lot of money and it made me think, you know, there is an economy that we all used to be able to exist in and operate and function. But that economy's kind of gone away now and it's been taken over and hijacked. Have you been thinking at all about this new form of economy? Um, how is it that you're going to exist with your art now that you have lost a large portion of your audience? Um, have you been thinking about that at all? And how do you know? Because I think it's not just you who's dealing with this, man. Everybody's trying to figure out what the new flow in the economy is. Yeah, oh man. You know, that's that's look, I had six galleries I was working with. I don't even want to name them and give them any attention, but I've lost them all. Wow. So I'm independent now, I'm completely independent. And that frees me of constraints. But at the same time, anyone, any of your listeners here who are creative people, they know what I'm talking about, especially if they move up that ladder, it gets more and more crystallized. They know what I'm talking about. You can't really, you know, it's, it's like they, you get more compromised essentially. Yeah. And you get, you have to fit more holding patterns psychologically as you go up. So it's, we have to take this risk. And the risk is this, if I'm to, separate my ties with these people who are very toxic am i going to be in this dark shadowy abyss well perhaps but i was surprised there's so many people who feel this way it's called a silent majority for a reason Mm. you know i got way more love actually but it's um i do need to replace those channels you know and so so it's just um it's a learning curve i i gotta you know because it's almost like getting this fast momentum of success in the new york city art scene kind of actually hurt me because mm. I was working with them, but it it also sheltered me from learning necessary like business yep. skills and marketing. Yeah. It's only spoiling a kid, you know. We've it's like talked you, about that for years here. Yeah, yep. that, that that kind of shot myself in the foot there, guys. You know. Yeah. But um, wow. Here I am, you know. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you now. Okay, right now, where, where's your website at? Where can we go find Author Lee stuff? Where's your independent gallery? <laughs> 
Working on that. So, so, so ArthurQuilney.com. Don't look up Arthur Lee. Arthur Lee is like a super famous drummer from one of like the greatest rock bands ever. Okay. If you look up Arthur Lee art, it's going to be like portraits dedicated to him. So, <laughs> so I got to do, do the Asian thing a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Arthur Kwon Lee. Okay. Uh, ArthurQuilney.com. And I, I, I had a Twitter, but when I uh, kind of was ranting a little bit, it got deleted. So I restarted it. And now I'm kind of using it like in passing. Uh, so Instagram, it's an image board. Arthur Kwonley as well um yeah that's where you can find if you want to support you know um you can go on my website and click support as well you know it, it all helps man because i'm uh it's like i'm here fighting like a sea of liberals <laughs> yeah man that's... well we appreciate you yeah we very do. much arthur thanks for coming on cross politics man we're so broad Thank you, the christian world is so broad you know you yeah. got artists you got yeah, truckers you, never know. you got pastors you got, <laughs> yeah. i love it filmmakers thank you arthur appreciate you having me on the show more coming up next you, how do you say his last name brian 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 Su- Suve. I just want to see Suave. a game coming Su- up next Suave. across politics. It's about to get crazy. Oh, you don't want to hear Beth Moore. Speaking of toxic matriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> Beth Moore is agreeing with Brian. We'll, we'll play that clip next on Cross yeah. Politics. Welcome back to Cross Politic. Are you ready? You ready? You ready for the talking about some toxic matriarchy? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> right? Seriously. Here we go. Dime Payments is a Christian-owned processing payment business. Dime Payments has nothing to do with toxic matriarchy, by the way. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually pushing back against all the toxic matriarchy. Every business uh, needs a payment process system, so yes. please go to uh, dimepayments.com forward slash FLF and sign your business up today. I mean, we were just talking with um, Mr. Mr. Arthur about businesses getting yeah. canceled, yeah. Um, and Dime Payments is one way that you can try to protect your business uh, from getting uh, canceled. Uh, and when we work with them, it supports us across politics. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee. Crazy. Check them out. At least have a phone call. Tell them that Cross Politics sent you. Go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF. And like YouTube's canceling us. Right now. You know, right now. For real. Yeah. I heard that we're on strike three. Yeah. Uh, no, strike two. Strike two. Going next we, one will be strike. We three. get a strike oh. three and we're done. And are you out at strike we're, three? We're out Is it like baseball? Because yeah. we've been suspended yeah. once already. I'm surprised yeah. they can still yeah. count with this new math. I know yeah. with this soft culture. <laughs> I was thinking we at least get five or six two strikes. Two plus two now. should equal five, right? That's right. We are grateful to have with us online right now, Pastor Brian Sauve. Suave. I, I think I said it. Sauve. You nailed it, Toby. Boom. Sauve. These guys. These guys. Just for the record, they've been butchering your name like. All morning. Oh, yeah. all, all morning, all week, yeah. pretty much. Hey, and it means saved in French, Ooh. so it's actually pretty cool. Boom. Oh, well, Texans don't really recognize the French, so. <laughs> <laughs> pastor Brian is pastor of Refuge Church in Ogden, Utah, home of the Wasatch Mountains. I don't know. I probably botched that. The Utah Jazz and a large number of well-dressed men on bicycles with great Uh-oh. beards. Oh, with, with elder tags on them. Oh, ah, right. there you go. Texans recognize that, huh? Yep. He's married to Lexi. He's a father of five kids. Baptized? <laughs> you and Eric have been, you and Eric Khan oh. are oh. working on it. Okay. All right. Oh, All right. oh. Right. okay. Well, we can fly down. We got water. No. <laughs> so half of them are baptized at the moment. Okay. 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 All, right. All, right. Yeah. All right. When he isn't making music, singing such hits as Santa Baby, <laughs> um, stop it. He's. Uh, blowing up the internet, making the toxic matriarchy mad. He did it. Like, for example, this week on February 7th. I don't remember what day was that. Do you remember what day Monday. that was? That was Monday. Monday. Yeah. Monday. He was feeling rather frisky. He got done with service and was like, you know what I'm going to do? He says, I've got the spirit up in here. <laughs> and he went to town. He, he wrote this. Dear ladies. Oh, that's the, he already started off wrong. There, <laughs> right. That's called a lady. Oh, you didn't know that ladies was a... F- it oh, takes away power from women. You just. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you and the U.S. ice skating. Yeah, uh, that's right. You know. Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, he says this. Dear ladies, there's no reason whatsoever for you to post pictures. You're gonna th- you'll, it'll be up on the screen. Here we go. There's no reason whatsoever for you to post pictures of yourself in low-cut shirts, bikinis, bra and underwear, or anything similar yeah. ever. Uh-huh. Not to show your weight loss journey. Not to show your newborn baby. Not to document your birth story. Yeah. Your brother's. What, and, a, and what, short, what a wicked tweet, Brian. Short, shortly after this, 
uh, hashtag Dear Brian started trending. Was trending on Twitter. I love that. I love that. And what, then, look at what God. are we? What are we at now, Brian? How many impressions on that tweet? Forty million on everything. Twenty-five million on that tweet. Wow. Forty and million stories with. Wow. Uh, I think the Blaze picked it up, and the, not the B picked it up. Not, who, um, Daily Wire. New yeah. York Post. He, he sent me. He sent me like twenty articles that picked it up. Jeez. Twenty websites. And like now you're UK. on cross politic. I mean, come on. The biggest one of them. The all. biggest. <laughs> the king. The king. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. So then. Um, even Big Eva chimed in. Well, I mean, there was a pile of blue checks. Yeah, you know the the elites of the, the elites. Elite, big, um, yeah, the blue checks, and then Big Eva tuned in. Beth Moore oh. uh, tweeted at you, and she said, "Dude." Um, she took your power away when she said dude there. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. She said she didn't even say dear Brian. <laughs> no, she or said dear brother. Or dear brother. <laughs> A dude. Dude. There is no world in which we ever want to see the word bra from you again. Mind your own unders. Oh. I guess underwear. Mind your own underwear. Uh, like, I don't know. She can say underwear and he can't say bra. I mean, uh, you know. that, that's, but isn't that what his tweet was like? We, we trying to mind our own. Right. Uh, and so, but yeah, you, so you mind yourself. Well, I mind myself. Okay. All right. All right. I, and I think I think Beth Moore actually has some more to say about this. Oh yeah, the yeah, old yeah. Beth Moore. The old the Beth new, Moore. The, the old, let's let yeah. old Beth Moore let, talk. Yeah, let her yeah, explain right. herself. Yeah. Mm, let's see that. Provocatively around other women's men. <laughs> You keep your breasts to yourself. <laughs> Look at that face. Mm. Mama ain't playing. Anybody? Uh oh. And don't tell me anybody is dressing by accident. We are very aware of what we're putting on before we leave the house. And you know what I cannot stand about a mean girl like that? Most of the time she doesn't even care about that guy. She just wants the power of knowing he would look and that he's her man but would still look at her. And my man, you know it. You have experienced it. Mm. Experienced it. Mm. Anybody? Oh. <laughs> Anybody want to argue with that one? Not me. Not me. I, I agree. Remember when a mom said to me, I just wish girls had some idea of what they're putting these boys through. And being a woman and raising two daughters, I said, are you out of your mind? Of course they know what they're putting them through. That's why they're doing it. <laughs> it's power. It's power. Oh. oh, oh, Brian, dear Brian, <laughs> what what do you think about Beth Moore? You know, Beth is fundamentally a grifter. I think we're in this shows it. I think she says what's popular to keep her audience. She realized she was losing that audience, and so now she's you know anti modesty and signaling to a new base. But man, based Beth. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I was I was cheering. Yes. I wanted Chalk Knox's organ. <laughs> well, she's well, not preaching though, so we. we yeah. Oh, oh that's, true. that's true. That's a good point. Thank you. Yeah. Give her a clap. Whatever. It was a nice lecture. You know, <laughs> if you would have tried to do this on purpose, I mean, I don't think you did. I, I think that you really saw something. A man full of the Holy Spirit and threw a rock. <laughs> you know, and, and and hit a bunch of dogs. And boy, uh, <laughs> but if you would have tried to do this on purpose, you would have never succeeded in creating this type of forty million impressions, forty million. Let's just say people around the world, around the world, are seeing this now. What do you think it was? What what was it that created such a stir ultimately? It was, it was actually a boring tweet. It really to me. I, I read it. I read it. I read it to yeah. my wife, and I was like, "This is what Brian said." And she's like, "That's boring." Right. I've had way better tweets than that. Like, <laughs> I wish they'd go back. Right. Roll down. I had some public school tweets that I was particularly like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's rumble. You know, but, I th you know, fundamentally, I think the issue is because this is the second time Beth Morris tweeted at me about a tweet where I was talking about modesty. Hmm. And both times she basically did the same thing. Uh, and I, I think that's fundamentally what's going on here is that, you know, the the un the unknown, the secret addition to the Ten Commandments that thou shalt not speak about those sins common to women. Yep. You're not, you know, you're not allowed to correct female sin. Yep. And our, our culture is just fundamentally, we have told women that their bodies, their sexuality 
is essentially currency in this digital yeah. economy. And Beth is right. It's a means of power. Yeah. And so if you get into that idolatry and you, you know, explode it with even a, the most boring vanilla statement of biblical truth, yeah. fireworks, yeah. people will hate you. You, you know, um, I saw that tweet when it probably had like 10 shares or something. And I, I, I just scrolled and I saw it and I was like, I had no desire to retweet. I like, it, it was fine tweet. Like your, your tweet was fine, Brian, but I was just like, Oh, that's, that's not that. Re- I don't want right. to retweet it. But then when it, <laughs> then when it exploded and it got like, you know, however many retweets it got, I was like, I felt like I, I need to, just to support you beyond your, you know, I was like, are, I'm, I'm retweeting that. Are you saying you're a grifter? And then no, I was, I was a grifter. It was just such a boring tweet. I was like, ah, way to go, Brian. That's, but, that's cool. I see what you're getting at. But then I retweeted it. And then some people started jumping on me and, Kind of the, what you just said kind of happened to me where they were arguing. The biggest argument that I got from the people that were interacting with me was like, why is he only pointing out women? Why is he only talking to women? Why is he only rebuking women? Why don't he say the same thing about men? Well, check his other Twitter, his other yeah. tweets. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's, so at first, I, my response, part of my response was, I'm sure Brian doesn't have a problem saying the same thing to men, but it, that's not the point. The point is you're you know breaking a Ten Commandment by pointing out women's it's temptations. Not, it's not really a 10th yeah, commandment. It's a worldly 10th commandment. Bri- Brian, why you? I mean, that like I, I mean, I mean, I like you. <laughs> and, and, and I I I mean, I think you're doing good gospel work in Utah. And I like your settings of the Psalms. And I like your taste in Scotch. But um, but you know, um, but wh- I mean, why do they care about you in Utah. It's got to be because I'm a member of the cis heteropatriarchal hegemony. <laughs> I, I've got to say, it, it, the, I, I really don't. Is it the mustache? Is it the French last name? Is it the whiteness? Is it the maleness? Mm. I couldn't I couldn't tell you what it, I think. I think part of it is that on Twitter, because it's the nature of the medium. I usually just completely avoid any qualification. So, I mean, most of my tweets are completely unqualified here's a here's a truth it's it's no quarter november uh-huh. all the time because you don't have space to do anything else yeah. right but lightning struck i don't know so I, there has to be like a god that you hit i mean that's that's really ultimately why i think the fury happened is an, an idol it and it's not the god of modesty although there's there's obviously a connection there what 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 god did you think you hit that got everyone so worked up yeah, man, when I think about the dynamics going on here, I just think it's all in Genesis. It's all in Genesis 1, 2, and 3 that the curse of sin landed itself into our sexed realities. It, it landed in the, the, the man's vocation as the man. Cursed will be the labor of your, you know, your work in the ground. It landed in the vocation of the woman. Your desire will be over him, but he will rule over you. And so there's this temptation, I think, that when sin lands into the sexed reality of femininity, that women tend to be tempted to throw off authority and even to get extremely angry everywhere they see authority, particularly from men being attempted or exercised. And this is true in the home, the state, the church. I mean, it's, it's rampant. It, 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 and that's where I, I, I would identify the fundamental idolatries and you know, sinful realities going on underneath this this whole issue you know this is come this i'm gonna reverse engineer this though brian but you know one of the things when i go to walmart i go to a store out with my family and my kids are with me and they see another kid that's acting out and i see that kid that's acting out too you know there's a (laughs) back in the day they used to say you know i don't want kids to be acting out when i when you were a kid i don't want kids to be acting out when i with my mom and dad because i know they're gonna grab me and take me to the bathroom and beat me on behalf of the other kid in case i get any (laughs) bad ideas (laughs) right the whole neighborhood you know i wish you would even think about acting like that you know what matter of fact let's go (laughs) fix this so (laughs) 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 But, you know, so as I'm thinking, so hold that in context for a second. And when you think about your tweet, it's the kind of thing that a father tells his daughter. It's the kind of thing that a husband has already communicated and developed and nurtured inside of his wife. And so whatever's happened, they've already overthrown the authority of the man in their house and the man around them so that when they see something like what you've tweeted, they are looking at the man around them who have already got enough estrogen running through their body to grow breasts. And they say, you better not ever 
Right, you better not. So that, it seems like they're coming after you to put some of the men in their lives in check to make sure they better not ever have yeah. any ideas of telling oh, me how I'm going to dress. I see what you're I'm saying. going after Brian. Right, and let the, the the storm around Brian check you over here. Oh, yeah, that's that's good. So I'm wondering, like, yeah. when you so your tweet, like you you're standing in the gap in one way or another as a man and seeing the things that fathers need to be communicating to their daughter. This isn't this isn't that difficult. Are you surprised that you didn't have more men who are like, duh? Oh man! In in fact, not only were there not more men that that were saying that, there were those, but almost the majority of the feedback I got, when when it comes to a lot of the blue check world, were men who were white knighting and simping. Whoa! It, and, and most of these guys are weighed down with a few metric tons of their own sexual guilt because yeah. they're all looking at porn. Yeah. They're all absolutely yeah. enslaved to the demon sex gods of the age, and so the way that they defend themselves rather than repent and turn to Christ is by essentially saying, no, 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 no. The ladies are right to be doing that. It's their power. So, so me looking at porn, guess what? It's actually virtuous because I'm supporting their right to self-expression and I'm supporting their autonomy and the gods at play really just all feed together in the same pantheon. I think at the end of the day, fundamentally, this is, I mean, you're talking about a rejection of authority we talked about this actually in the interview right before you were on, Brian. Um, and you know, this it's, it's um, a rejection of the authority of men to draw lines to, to protect their daughters and their wives. Um, but ultimately, this is all a rejection of Jesus. This is a rejection of Jesus as Lord. Yeah. And and that, I mean, because he's the he's the one who gives authority. He's the one that gives us our roles. He's the one that gives us our bodies. Yep. And he's the one that gives us our assignments. Right. And when we when we reject that, we're rejecting him. We're, we're rejecting Christ. We will not have Christ rule over us. We will not have Christ reign over us. Um, that's that's the real thing that's I think at the at the root of this. Mm. Um, and, and right, because the problem with modesty is actually an authority problem. Yes, yes, and right. it's and and it's and it's bound up in the image of God. I mean, right. so um, how you image God is you are either in submission to the God who you image, right, and in, and you're grateful for it. Thank you for making me a man. Thank you for making me a woman. Thank you for giving me um, this task, this glory right. in this world, or else you're in rebellion to that, mm-hmm. and and you're and you're trying to deface that right. image in various ways. And some of the ways you you deface it is through the ways that women want to uh, be lusted over, and the ways in which men want to lust over them. Yeah. That, and that's yeah. how you deface um, the image of God. Right. If you hate the authority of God. The, 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 the fatherhood of God, the, the sonship of the Lord, then you'll hate him everywhere you see him. Yeah. And where are you going to see him more clearly than in the face of man and woman, right. the image bearers? And, and so in you're the just going to scrawl on that with graffiti. Right, right. right. And, and, and in the face of like a beautiful, modest woman. Right. Yeah. Like when, when a woman's actually dressing the way that God has called them to dress and they're beautiful right. with it. Right. That that is not a, that's something they want to fight. That's something that's not attractive. It's not it's not challenging the authority in the way they want it to be challenged. Right. When when you even think about First Corinthians eleven, that man is the glory of God, woman is the glory of man. What does it mean to be the glory of something? Well, the cedars are the glory of Lebanon in Isaiah. Hmm. They're iconic of Lebanon. When you think of uh, Utah in the glory of Utah, you think of the delicate arch and the sandstone and the mountains. When you think of the glory of humanity. One of the things that ought to come to mind is a beautiful, godly woman. Yeah. She's iconic. Right. She's she's a glory bearer, and right. she's a gloria. So, when we assault the glory of God, of course, we're going to pervert it everywhere we see it. And so, it's just this whole right. utter rejection of glory in, in in embracing in glory and death because of sin. It's just the same story I think played out in every area of human existence. We're just seeing one little expression of it here in modesty and. And sexuality. You know, know, Brian, one of the things that is interesting is that if they ever knew that you were going to get this big of a stage, they would have never, if they they knew what that stage was going to do, right? (laughs) Um, They would have never created such a hoopla. They would have said, let's make sure this tweet never gets the light of day. (laughs) So so I could imagine what Paul's got 40 million impressions, you know, what he would want to say. So I want to give you a stage just for this before we close here. It's like, okay, you got the mic, you got the stage, you got everything. What do you plan to say on it? Man, and and e- even this, this is like Haman and Esther, that whole story, yeah. Yeah. is that already the Barstool Sports Guys podcast, they read this whole thread I did afterward about masculinity that landed in just this 
presentation of the gospel that if Praise I could God. choose a thread yeah. to, to have read out loud, it's been on MSN, it's been on Daily Mail, it's been on Daily Wire, it's been on Not To Be, it's been on MSN, it's been on Yahoo. It's been, they've all included word for word this tweet. <laughs> and so it, all of them have basically preached the gospel of Jesus Christ and not like disconnected, but connected to the realities of obedience to the Lordship of Christ on these platforms. Right. And it's like, I was just, my, I backed away and said, the Lord writes the best stories. Uh, amen. Like he, man. He, I just, he's, he's the author. I just want to say how easy God's making it to preach the gospel. <laughs> right? yeah. You know, it's like yeah. how easy it is to have a church open. You know, if your church is just open these days, mm-hmm. you're winning. Right. You know, and, and, and God just like made this innocuous tweet go right. all over the place. And I remember I went back to your thread, Brian, to look at other tweets that you'd done, not, not in your thread, but in your, in your actual page. And Brian's just launching gospel bombs because everyone there's getting like 400 shares and thousand shares. And you just, you just kept doubling down. Jesus right. saves, repent of your sins. All this stuff. I'm, like, I'm like, you go bro. So Brian, uh, how, how can we keep in contact with you and see what you're doing? You got a blog somewhere that you're writing at as well. Yeah. Most of my stuff goes through my website, Brian Sauve, B-R-I-A-N-S-A-U-V-E.com. Uh, and my Twitter is my most active platform, which is just my name with an underscore okay. between my first and last there. Those are the, the main two. And I hear you guys have started a school out there Classical too. Classical Christian, bro. That's right. That's right. In fact, I had to coordinate my my sons getting a ride to the nature study they were doing today so I could be here. Oh, stop. And uh, oh. <laughs> tell your son we're sorry. <laughs> no, they were they were they were jazzed because they got to ride in a big pickup truck and I have a tiny little escort or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, St. Brendan's Classical Christian Academy. It's uh, St. Brendan's dot Academy is our website. And it's, we have years one through 12 open. Awesome. This is our first year. Uh, we started with 13 students. We're over 20 now, halfway through, oh, which God. in Utah, we're, we're, we're pleased. God's, God's been blessing it. And uh, we would love, if you're in Utah yes. and you are looking to educate your kids Christianly in, in a classical setting, then this is the place that we uh, you should come check out. St. Brendan's dot Academy. And, yep. and, and you're the pastor of Refuge Church. That's right. RefugeUtah.org. Evangelical Norm. What's up, buddy? So get your kids out of government <laughs> schools. Get your kids out of government right. schools and get yourselves inside of a good church in Utah. So, hey, Brian, thank you, brother. Keep tweeting. Keep preaching. Amen. Appreciate you. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Brian. Until next week. <laughs> Love God with all your heart. <laughs> keep working on my area. Oh, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. American colleges have become more hostile to the faith of young Christians than the beaches of Normandy were to the Allies, literally. Undergraduate training wasn't always a death trap of unbelief. Once colleges were boot camps for body, mind, and soul. Now, most college students spend their days in tax-funded adult daycares with all the intellectual rigor of lazy rivers, safe spaces, and complimentary condoms. And in our recent COVID faux-pocalypse, those daycares became prisons almost overnight. Cover your face. Line up for your shot, stay in your room, but don't worry, the condoms were still complimentary. At New St. Andrews, you are not on vacation, you are not in daycare, and you won't be herded into a dorm. From week one, you'll be treated like an adult. You're responsible for paying your own rent and developing your own grocery budget. Or going hungry. Get a shot, or don't. Mask up, or don't. Most of our students even work part-time jobs on top of the 40-hour class workload. It's part of the anti-fragile hustle and grind that distinguishes our graduates from the majority of their own generation and that employers and graduate schools love. Most college graduates in the U.S. are stuck paying off loans for years. New St. Andrews sets you up to graduate debt-free and dangerous, ready to pursue grad school, a family, or business opportunities in the real world without any reliance on pork subsidies from Mother America and with no weepy need for safe spaces. The real world isn't a cushy place. No one owes you success. You are entitled to exactly jack squat in this life. But rich or poor, unlike your face or your freedom, your job or your business, an education and the ability to think clearly can never be taken from you as long as you are still above ground. Not by petty tyrants or cowardly clergy, not by thoughtless mobs or lab coat megalomaniacs. 
At New St. Andrews College, you'll learn from teachers whose ideas equipped men and women to build Western civilization in the first place, and which will be used again to defend and rebuild what has been lost as the West has faltered into decay, losing her faith and her mind. Yes, most of our best teachers are dead, but our classical Christian liberal arts education is how we've been graduating thoughtful, articulate outlaws and leaders with spines for the last quarter century. The intellectual and theological bedrock beneath the Judeo-Christian West is what you'll study, engage with, write about and own. It is what you will debate in class and present in public as you learn to live like forbidden fire, surrounded by the darkness of unbelief, manifesting God's truth, goodness and beauty to all who live around you. Training like this can't happen over Zoom. At New St. Andrews, we believe whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of real or virtual fools will suffer harm. Your peers shouldn't be your spiritual leaders. You should have a real flesh and blood in-person church for that. NSA is in the heart of downtown Moscow, Idaho, where you will witness men and women building Christendom on every corner. Where else are you going to be able to break bread in your professors' homes, debate great literature with them while their kids are playing, sing psalms while being arrested with them, catch turtles with them? No one comes to NSA to get lost in the crowd. You might be able to hide in a graduating class of thousands, but our classes are better measured in dozens. You will grow in this program or you will tap out. And when you finish, you'll be ready for life in whatever moments and scenes and struggles God may have prepared for you. We are training students who worship and march and study and fellowship and sing and write and start businesses and raise kids that no one can mask, cancel, or bury. We follow the King of Kings who knew the way through the mob and out of the grave. We fight to rebuild Christendom in the ruins, in our families, and in our businesses, in the cities where we live, in the countries where we go, in the congregations where we worship. Your mom may worry that Moscow, Idaho is many miles from home. She should worry more about how spiritually distant even a nearby godless campus is. After four years in a Christian community like ours, you will grow much closer to your family. Don't stay distant. Click the link today to schedule a visit to New St. Andrews College.